a meeting out back in the fellowship hall and food. And I think that Miss Jen's cooking. So, so if you want to be a part of the praise and worship team, or if you already are a part of the praise and worship team, please be sure to come out this Wednesday at 6.30. Amen? All right. So if you don't know who I am, I'm Pastor Jen Mears. I'm the associate pastor here. And worship was wonderful this morning. Sometimes just an intimate time of worship, just with, with Jen leading, it's just wonderful. And I enjoyed it very much. I want to thank Pastor Jamie and Pastor Lisa for the opportunity and for trusting us while they're away in Florida, living it up. So, all right, so we've been talking about radical love. And when I was thinking on the first and second portions of the message that Pastor Jamie had, had brought to us this month, I got to thinking, hmm, so we have radical love. It, it, it changes us. It can rearrange us. And then I thought, well, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, when his blood was shed, and we, just like what we talked about during communion, his love manifested right then and has not stopped manifesting continually manifests and when something is manifested like radical love that means that change can come about things could get rearranged and resorted and you know things that may not be exactly how we may want them to be or how they may need to be. It can work in our lives not only for us, but those that are around us, those that we come in contact with. And, you know, I've always thought, you know, man, if I have to go around telling someone that I'm a pastor, I mean, if I, I'm asked, I'll tell them, you know. Or I heard that you were, you know, that's different. But if I have to go around puffed up saying, I'm a pastor, I love you because I'm a pastor. And because I'm a pastor, you're going to love me. That's not, that's not the right attitude to have. What, what I hope is that when anybody comes in contact with me, they're going to say, you know, there's something different about you. You know, you're, you're loving. You're kind. You're good. There's just something about you that I can't quite put my finger on. Well, you know what? Yeah, okay. I'm a pretty good girl, pretty much always have been. I made mistakes, but we all have, right? But when I allowed, because sometimes it takes things that we go through to kind of shake us up and get our attention, you know, something that we may be dealing with, get our attention and say, you know what, there was something to all that stuff I learned in Sunday school. There was something to all that stuff that I learned in church when I was growing up. There's something to it. Whenever we actually have that radical love come in to our heart in the awareness of it. See, I believe that, that when Jesus died, it became all-inclusive. We all are loved. We all are just absolutely adored by God. We are all part of the family of God. But there's a difference when you have that awareness. When you come to the awareness and, and make that decision that, you know what? 
I want you in my life, Jesus. I want, not only because I want to be a better person, but just because that's just how it's supposed to be. Because you're just awesome. You're just wonderful. You know. And in our own lives, not only that inward position of our heart, but the outward position. You know, we, we can affect people, all the people around us at all times. And when we accept God's forever love, because that's what it is, it's a forever love that he has for you. It's a forever love he also has for others. Sometimes we find it hard to love other people and to even imagine that God loves them just because of our own thoughts, just because of our own agenda or mindset. But a radically loving heart is like a magnet, a magnet for manifested miracles. Radical love manifested. You know, I know they say you know, the greatest miracle of all was when Jesus was born. Then there's some that feel that the greatest love of all was when he was crucified. Then there's some that think that the greatest work that God has ever done was through Jesus when he saved you, when he came into your heart, when he came into your life. But you know, I believe that radical love, when it's manifested, is when we become aware of it. That's a miracle. For our, for our um, fallible, worldly, humanistic mindset to actually come to a place to where we say, yeah, that's for me. Yes, Jesus, you were for me, and you know what? I'm going to be for you too. I'm going to live for you. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to do these things, not because I have to, not because you've beaten the Bible Jen was laughing earlier. She said, that's a good preaching Bible. Because you can, you know, make it, a, make it like a, a thumper, I guess you'd call it. But, but not because you're being made to love. You want to love. See, when I realized how much Jesus loved me and all the things that I went through, God had no part in it. Now, I'm talking like it's me, but I want you to think about your situations. All the things that you've been through, all the things that you've endured, you know, it wasn't because of anything that God did. It wasn't His fault. But when you really take the time to have your mindset set on awareness in knowing that even through those times, He was right there with you, helping you through it. And that's why, just like the... The three men in the fire, they said, oh, I see a fourth man. We, did we not only put three men in the fire? There's a fourth man. And they came out, didn't smell like smoke, that wasn't tinged by the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there was no way that they was in that fire. Now, come on. But you saw them come out the door. Who was that fourth man? That fourth man was Jesus, was the Lord. And that fourth man has been with you all along too. Amen. There are many, many, many miracles that's been made manifest through Jesus. They're recorded in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. In John chapter 20, verses 30 through 31, this is what Apostle Paul writes. You can see it on the screen there. Jesus went on to do many more miracles. Now, this verse has come after 
they have recorded and written in the book of John all kinds of different things that Jesus did. Now, all the miracles that he did, like turn water into wine, the blind be made see, the lame to walk, just, just to name a few, he didn't do them to say, hey, look at me. <laughs> he did it because he loved. That's what we have to, have to really grab a hold of. He loved. It broke his heart. The scripture even says that Jesus wept when he saw things that people went through and people were enduring and sicknesses and illnesses and all these different things that he was experiencing during the time that he walked on the earth during his ministry. It broke his heart. He didn't perform miracles because he could. He didn't perform miracles because he wanted attention. He didn't do it to become popular. And he didn't do it to even prove anything. He did it because he loved. Amen. And that's something that happens sometimes. You know, I hear people say, well, you know, I went and helped at this different fundraiser or I went at, and helped at this event and I'm so daggone tired I can't always stand it. And those people were so daggone rude. I couldn't stand even being around them. I couldn't wait to get out of there. But, you know, but, you know for the love of God, I did it. Well, you might as well not do it if you're going to complain about it. I mean, how many times have we heard people do that? You know, do it out of your heart. And it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So what's on the inside is going to come out when there's some pressure applied. There's, what's on the inside is what's going to come out when you get a little hot, when you get a little tired, when you start to sweat, when you get bored. Amen. That's not in my notes. That's good. I need, I, need to, I need to remember that myself. So the word manifest in radical love. Let's look at the word radical and love and just kind of describe it. Radical love is a love that is full. It's all encompassing. It encapsulates. I like that word, encapsulates. And it's given. It is given freely without criteria or any strings attached. The word manifest, it comes from the Italian word manifesto. You ever heard that word? <coughs> manifesto. It's a public declaration. A manifesto is shown either in a written or a displayed action. But it dates way back to the early 17th century. So it's an old word that the word manifest comes from. Manifest is a verb. What does that mean? It's an action word. There's action in it. There's movement in it. You know, sometimes there's even effort in it. It's a past tense participle, past participle, where manifested means to display or show a quality or feeling by one's acts or appearance. To be the evidence of, to be the proof of, to become apparent, visible, obvious, to demonstrate, to show something clearly, and to bring something tangible. Kind of remember this part right here. Something tangible in your life through confession, behavior, and belief. I can go and walk around all day long and say, I just love everybody. And then give her a dirty look. 
Now, you know what? Sometimes some of us have this resting face that is not quite kind. But we can't help it. It's just kind of how we look. It's like our natural, you know, like when we're looking on our phone, looking on Facebook. You know, we got that serious, you know. But I love everybody. But going you, how come you got my parking spot? That was mine. I was getting ready to get in there like Medea. Did you ever, anybody ever watch Medea? Honey, she got that forklift and picked that woman's cart. Now, that woman was nasty. She was being nasty to her. And she was going, her grandma, and saying, you ought not do, you know, you, that's my parking spot now, grandma. But <laughs> Medea goes and gets forklift, picks it up. She said, put my car down. Whoop, there it went. And then there's Medea running from the popo again. <laughs> but there's times in our life that, you know, we may not look how we're feeling on the inside. Or, or we may even be carrying a burden that's so heavy because either one, we won't let it go, or two, it's just something that we're going through that is for right now, and we're just trusting and believing for the best. And we just kind of have that look on our face. We can't always go by the facial expressions of someone. We don't know. We can't Just like that old time saying, can't judge a book by its cover. Yes, that's right, Alice. Whenever we get to a place that we bring something that is tangible, which is God's love, and it's manifested, it's already manifested, and, and here we look all festered. Whenever we're supposed to be manifested... But yet, you know, I have learned down through the years, you cannot judge a book by its cover. <laughs> some of my dearest friends, I have some very dear friends with me today for, that down through the years used to work with, used to share life with and, and eat with and everything. So, you know, when we get to a place that <laughs> we have that tangible love in our hearts and it comes out, People are going to receive our behavior, but sometimes we cannot judge because some of our greatest friendships can be birthed out of some of the most difficult consequences or some of the most difficult acts or actions or circumstances. Love is not just a feeling. I think there's a song like that, isn't there, from the 80s? <laughs> More than a feeling. Yeah, that's it. So love is not just a feeling. It's an experience. It's something to experience. It is more than an action. It's even a commitment. It's a behavior. It's a lifestyle. And it's a manifestation. Amen? All right. You know, there's, there's a profound and transformative changing, rearranging power inside of manifested love. And, you know, it can be difficult for sometimes uh, people that, if you can't understand the concept of radical love, sometimes it might be because you've only experienced conditional love in the past. But God, His love, that's the first and best place to start understanding unconditional, radical love. Love is what releases the power of God 
into manifestation because God is love. We're his hands and feet. We're his mouthpieces. That's how it's released here on the earth. It's through us. That's quite a responsibility. But you know what? It's also an honor. It's a privilege and it's a blessing. John, let's see, 1 John 4, 8. In the Passion Translation, it says, The one who doesn't love has yet to know God. For God is love. Now, let's look at the word know. The word know is also a verb. This is what know means. The awareness of, like what we were talking about earlier. The awareness. To have relationship with. The comprehension of. And to have a direct connection with. Knowing God is knowing the radical, unchanging love of God that was manifested through Jesus' death, His burial, His resurrection and ascension, and salvation. There's nothing else left to be added. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Shalom. Nothing else needed. It's all-inclusive, once and for all, for all. And it's by faith when we believe and receive and embody His love. His radical love is manifested in us. It comes to life. It becomes aware. It's, it's always been there, but it just becomes aware. There's awareness and it bursts forth. It is by faith and grace that we flow and live in it and share it. We don't force it. It's unforced. It's a natural flow. And it becomes our own nature because of His nature. Him inside of us. Love becoming perfected in us, which just means complete. Perfected doesn't mean perfect. Like, that is perfect, girl. That outfit is perfect with that thing in your hair. Girl, it just looks so good. Not that perfect. Complete. You know, too many times people say, oh, you know, I can't come to God, I can't come to Jesus, I can't come to know Jesus because I'm this and I'm that. And, you know, I'm just a sinner, see, but Reese, you know, kind of attitude. Or I'm just a sinner and I've never been saved. Well, I say shame on anyone that doesn't welcome everyone to Jesus. You know, it was God's perfect love that sent Jesus to the earth to complete, perfect, radical love in his finished work on the cross. You know, see, it's funny to me because, you know, the law, it waited for the manifestation of turmoil and evil and bondage and death and, and beatings and, and suffering. That's what the law waited for. But see, what grace does... I love this. Grace digs deep within and uproots the sources of wickedness or weakness or anything that, that does not promote life and, and is not working for your good. It, it uproots it. And then God's goodness through Jesus sets you free. Free from shame, free from not having good self-worth. Freedom from thinking you're not good enough. Freedom from all these things that honestly we carried around and we, we just 
we just let it weigh us down in life and it makes us miserable. There's a glimmer of hope right in the middle of the different and difficult challenges of our time. And see, King David, if you see my shirt, says, after God's own heart. I wore that on purpose today. Never worn this shirt. But I was thinking about David. How, you know, he was said to be, you know, after God's own heart. You know? And he made mistakes. He committed adultery. Then, then his adulteress's husband had him killed. That, I mean, that wasn't cool. That was not, that, that was not good. That was not godly. That was just not suggested that that would be the best plan. But King David wrote this in great confidence in Psalm 20 and 6. He said, I know Yahweh gives me all that I ask for and brings victory to his anointed king. He was talking to him about himself, okay? My deliverance cry will be heard in his holy heaven. By his mighty hand, miracles will manifest through his saving strength. Hmm. You know, sons and daughters of God, we are to be known by the way we love. You know, just like David, being after God's own heart. He wasn't known for how he loved in a good way in the beginning. But you know what? We all make mistakes. We all come to the awareness. He had that come to Jesus moment. You know, you hear people say that all the time. You come to the awareness of, hey, you know what? Just because I can do it doesn't mean I should. Doesn't mean it's profitable. Doesn't mean it's the best for me or anybody else around me. But we're supposed to be known by the way we love. In John 13, 34 through 35, Jesus commanded his followers. He said, just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. By this, you will, he, everyone's going to know that you are his son and daughter. Okay? King David understood that. He knew God. And you know, as Pastor Jamie said last week, he said, confess means to say the same thing as to align with or endorse what God has already said. Well, you know what? Sometimes whenever that manifested radical love becomes that powerful force that can transform the world through you, through me, sometimes it is, sometimes you have to say things that be not as though they were. Okay? I am called to love. I, I love people. This is for somebody that doesn't really understand love. Doesn't really understand it. Never really has experienced it. They've never understood unconditional love. What you can do is you can actually repeat that every morning. Right. To yourself. Amen. I'm loved. Because you are. Amen. I'm victorious. Because you are. I am his beloved because you are. And in that radical love, when you grab hold of it and you become aware of it and you start sharing and you start spreading it 
just by your presence in an atmosphere, atmospheres may change quickly because of that love that you carry. You're a love carrier. There's these different things. There's three different things I want to look at before we close. It's three ways that radical love is manifested in our lives. Now, hold on. I'm going to go a little fast, but I think that you're going to get it. All right. The first one is forgiveness. Man, there's three different types of forgiveness that I began to look at. It's exoneration. You know, like when you're exonerated from a loan or you're exonerated from having blame or to be cleared of an accusation to relieve someone else. Now, this is a biggie. Release someone else from having power over you by not forgiving them. I've experienced that. And, you know, it, it becomes very, very difficult when the person that you need to forgive is already dead. You can't get closure in the way that you normally would. And I had to forgive someone who had perished for things that was left for me to have to deal with and clean up. You know, and, and my daughter has always said, hey, share it. My daughter, my husband that I was married to, that is her father, his name is Todd. He committed suicide November the 6th, 2007. And I share this now that his mother has passed away. Out of honor for her, I did not want to go into any detail whatsoever. But he, a father, never understood it. Never could wrap my head around it. I never can. I don't believe, but I just trust God. I have to trust God because he knows everything. He sexually abused our daughter before she was even three. Then he commits suicide when he finds out she's going to tell me. Now let me tell you something. When you find out that someone is, has died that has caused all this turmoil, all this pain, all of this crazy stuff that you're going to have to deal with, and I don't mean to sound selfish, but I did. I had to deal with it. I had to deal with going to therapy and taking her to therapy. I had to deal with the police coming saying, you know, we, we were told by the CPS, you know, that there was sexual abuse in this home. He's not alive anymore. Because when I had to take her to get checked out, the doctor had to report it. So then I get, I get all, I mean, let me tell you something. My God. <laughs> I got angry. I got mad. I shut down. I blamed God. Me. I mean, people, people that know me, no, no, uh, no, you didn't do it. Yes, I blame God. One evening, I was out by the pool. This is when I had my house up over here in Cologne up on the hill. I was out by the pool. I heard a voice, and he said, and it was God, he said, how long will you continue to blame me? How long will you hate me? Please listen, daughter. 
I just dropped to my knees. I mean, when you have a manifested radical love moment like that, you know, God didn't need to do that. He didn't have to do that. He took time out of everything else to speak to me. Knowing I needed to heal, knowing that my healing would also help my daughter's healing, knowing that the things that she was going to go through even as an adult because of the past, that he would teach me, I'm not perfect, but I'm complete because I have him. Okay? I'm not perfect. I don't do everything right and everything perfect. But you know what? I'm so thankful he does not require that. That he, he understands mistakes and he understands what we go through. But that radical love moment changed my life because I was going down quickly. I mean, downward spiral. I couldn't understand it. I said, you know, if I ever do get married, I will be very careful. And we'll be very... And then look what happened. Who would have known? But that radical love moment, whenever God said, let it go. Because see, what happened was, I needed to release him. I had to release Todd. I had to release... Release my husband, Kristen's dad. I had to release that. Because me carrying that with me was doing nothing else but poisoning my life, my heart. Poisoning everything that I would ever have my hand to touch because of hatred and because of pain. You know, a lot of people don't realize when someone is, is, is full of hate, it's because they're full of pain. It's not always hatred and bigotry and hypocrisy. Sometimes they're just full of pain. And it takes somebody that has the radical love of God to manifest in front of them and to show them, you know, you're loved. You're worthy. Don't, don't feel like that you have to do this and that to be ready to meet Jesus. Come on. Jesus has been waiting for you the whole time. Amen. Serving others. As we talked about, you know, we're known how we love one another. One sign of that is evident in how we serve, how we help, how we live in unity, how we love each other. And the acts of love, they just come naturally. You know, I love it because right after the Gospels is the book of, it's the book of Acts. And that's the acts of love. Because of Jesus' radical love, those people, that his disciples and all those that came to believe because of Jesus, how their lives were radically changed. You know, I feel led to do this. I want everybody to repeat this after me. See, this, this is what it means to be letting, let something go. Sometimes this is what it takes to, to be the beginning, to, to be the start of it. Okay? I need to let it go now. I mean, right now. Let's let it go. Whatever it is. Whatever it is that, that I really feel led by the Holy Spirit to say this, whatever it is that's holding you back from living your life, whatever it is that is interfering with your happiness, with your joy, whatever it is, let it go. It's not worth it. It's only going to hurt you. You're not hurting them. 
I was not hurting my husband. He was already dead. He committed suicide. I was not hurting him. That was about me and God. This is about you and God. Let it go. Just say, just say this. I'm over it. Now, sometimes we can say something and we don't really mean it. And that's okay. Well, let's say it again. I'm over it. I let it go. I'm over it. I let it go. I'm over it. I let it go. Every time you say it, it's going to get a little easier. And you're going to feel a little bit better. I promise you. Sure as I'm standing here. Because I'm telling you, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to carry things. Now, we, we talked about forgiveness and serving others. Let's talk about sharing the good news. We share what we know about, right? We share what we know. And, and you know, as we all learned as a kid, I don't know if you ever learned this in like, like elementary school or uh, maybe daycare. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. They may even be saying that downstairs in children's church. I don't know. But let's look at 2 Corinthians 2.14. God always makes His grace visible in Christ who includes us as partners of His endless triumph. Through our yielded lives, He spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere we go. So see, you're a love carrier. Not only can people see it and sense it and feel it, they can smell it. Now, you know, it's more like Bath and Body Works. You know, we need to still kind of, you know, do our little fragrance dance every morning. But you have that fragrance of love on you. Just like the alabaster box. You know, when Mary broke it, that, that precious perfume filled the air. That is the love smell that's on you, that rests on you, that you carry with you. All right, so as many things as I've said, I want you to really remember this, and then we're going to close. Jim, if you'd come. As humans, many times we try to manifest our love through presence, through gifts, but Papa God continually manifests His love through His presence and His gifts. Gifts of healing. Gifts of reconciliation. Grace. Mercy. You know, the list goes on and on. But all of those things, all those gifts working through us because He loves us, wants to use us to help other people because He loves them too. Changing and rearranging lives. Changing circumstances and situations all by the power in Jesus' name spoken. We're love carriers. We speak His name. Jesus. We're manifestations of love. And we're filled with His gifts not to sit on them and not to just not use them at all but to manifest them here on the earth. On earth as it is in heaven bringing heaven to earth. That's what we're called to do. I'm 
I'm radical. And y'all know that. I'm crazy. But I'm radical about love. I'm radical about loving each other. I'm radical and I'm called to radically love because He first radically loved me. Radical? Can't explain it. There's no definition for it. You can only experience it. Radical love is right there on the ground floor, right beside of faith. That's how I feel about it. How important it is for faith, for manifestation here on the earth, signs, wonders, and miracles that follow those who believe. Those that have been radically changed by God's radical love, Jesus, He is radical love. What I ask is that let's love radically and manifest miracles. Occupy earth and manifest His love everywhere we go. And please, don't forget, manifest His love to yourself. Love yourself because you are worthy. Would you stand with me? You are loved. You are victorious. You are radical. You're called to radically love. Amen. Thank you, guys. sometimes you know God doesn't make it happen these bad and horrible things that we might be going through or may have gone through before but you know what Romans 8.28 he uses it for our good he uses it for everybody else's good because I truly believe that you can minister something fully when you've been through it yourself if you feel unloved if you feel unworthy for God's love, come up here and just let me hug you. Just, just let me love on you because guess what? He's going to be doing most of the loving through me. If you have someone that you cannot forgive, whether they be alive, whether they have passed away, whether you ever got closure whether you ever let me tell you something it will wreck your life you will never know true happiness anymore you will not understand and be understanding you'll take it out on people you love I know I did and a lot of times we take it out on ourselves. if you have someone that you cannot find a way to forgive and you just need that supernatural power of God to help you do it come hug me just come hug me 
The rest will follow. Jesus, Jesus is going to do what Jesus is going to do. Just come hug me. Let me love you. Let him love you. And I guarantee you, you really let it go, your whole life will change. You'll be happy. You'll catch yourself walking through the house looking in a mirror and smiling. And you won't even know what you're smiling at. It's because of what's on the inside. And it'll be evident to everyone around you the change, the change that's come place. And maybe you have a hard time forgiving yourself for something. Something either you didn't do and you should have, or something you did and you shouldn't have, and you're holding all this condemnation on yourself. <laughs> there is now no more condemnation. For who? For those who are in Christ Jesus. Come hug me. If you don't love yourself, and you don't even like yourself. I mean, you know, there's one thing to like and there's one thing to love. You know, you can love everyone, but you may not quite like some things. I like tomatoes on a hamburger, but I don't like them on a salad. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we can like and not really let ourselves love, or we may love all people, but not really like ourselves. Come hug me if you feel that way. There's a change that God wants to bring about. And I want Jen to go ahead and play that song again. If you feel led to come up here, just come up here and hug me. Then you can go right back to your seat. And I'll pray with you. I can pray with you, whatever, whatever you want. Love on you if praise is like perfume. 
radical love manifested. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you guys.